In nomine Patris, et Fidi, Spiritu Sancti, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tua, Jesus. Santa Maria Mater Dei, ora pronobis peccatoribus, nugget in hora mortis nostre, Amen. In nomine Patris, et Fidi, Spiritu Sancti, Amen. Brethren in Christ, Laudetu Jesus Christus in secula. This is Timothy Flanders with the meaning of Catholic. Jesus is king. God wills it. God wills it, brethren. The crusade of Eucharistic reparation. Tomorrow is the first Friday, and I appeal to you to make Eucharistic reparation, to join the Eucharistic crusade for repairing the honor due to God's glory. This was called by Bishop Snyder last summer, and this is an effort that we are continuing to try to promote, especially more and more as things get worse, because the honor due to God's glory in the Holy Eucharist has been degraded, insulted, Christ is enduring his passion once more. Dr. K wrote this book, The Holy Bread of Eternal Life, Restoring Eucharistic Reverence in an Age of Impiety, which is the textbook for this crusade. And I'm going to read page uh, 198. He, he writes in a, in a chapter called Our Progressive Desensitation to the Most Holy Eucharist. And he says on page 198, we have lived through and suffered under half a century of ritual diminishment and symbolic contradiction of the church's faith in the sublime mysteries of the body and blood of Christ. As John Paul II and Benedict XVI lamented, there is scant evidence in our communities of any awareness of the distinction between worthy and unworthy communions. One of the most basic lessons children used to be taught in their catechism classes. And in this text on the back, uh, in, the, in the end, there's the, the letter from Bishop Snyder in which he calls for this crusade. And in that letter, he quotes St. Peter Julian Imard as saying this. The heart which endured the sufferings with so much love is here in the Blessed Sacrament. It is not dead, but living and active, not insensible, but still more affectionate. Jesus can no longer suffer, it is true, but alas, man can still be guilty toward him of monstrous ingratitudes. We see Christians despise Jesus in the most blessed sacrament and show contempt for the heart which has so loved them, which consumes itself with love for them. To spurn him freely, they take advantage of the veil that hides him. They insult him with their irreverences, their sinful thoughts, their criminal glances in his presence. To express their disdain for him, they avail themselves of his patience, of the kindness that suffers everything in silence as it did with the impious soldiery of Caiaphas, Herod, and Pilate. They blaspheme sacrilegiously against the God of the Eucharist. They know that his love renders him speechless. They crucify him even in their guilty souls. They receive him. They dare take this living heart and bind it to a foul corpse. They dare deliver it to the devil who is their Lord. No, 
Never, even in the days of his passion, has Jesus received so many humiliations as in his sacrament. Earth for him is a calvary of ignominy. In his agony, he sought a consoler. On the cross, he asked for someone to sympathize with his afflictions. Today, more than ever, we must make amends, a reparation of honor to the adorable heart of Jesus. Let us lavish our adorations and our love on the Eucharist. To the heart of Jesus, living in the most blessed sacrament, be honor, praise, adoration, kingly power forever and ever. Brethren, the first reason for this crusade is to repair the honor due to God. The worship that is due to him in injustice. Worship is due to God in justice. Because God is God. And in the Most Blessed Sacrament, he not only shows himself as God, he gives himself to us. And what do we not owe to him in justice, in gratitude, in charity? And yet, because of the sins of men, his, he is dishonored. He is not given the honor that is due to him. And so reparation, first and foremost is giving God the honor that is due to him. What is the Eucharistic crusade? It is very simple. It is offering up one hour of adoration every month to Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. First Friday is an ideal day to do this, but it can be done on any day. So this is the crusade. This is the extent of the crusade. Your commitment that you can make now to giving God his due in the Blessed Sacrament. So the first reason is to repair the honor due to God's glory, the honor that is due to him. The second reason is accompanying him in his passion. Because Christ is enduring another another passion in the Blessed Sacrament as he endured the passion in the flesh when he walked the earth. Our Lady and St. John accompanied him in his passion all the way to the end. Will you also accompany him in his passion today, in this day, in the passion that he endures in the Blessed Sacrament? The Roman Catechism says this about reparation. By undergoing these penances, we are made like unto Jesus our Christ, our head, inasmuch as he himself suffered and was tempted. As St. Bernard observes, nothing can appear so unseemly as a delicate member under a head crowned with thorns. To use the words of the apostle, we are joint heirs with Christ, yet so if we suffer with him. And again, if we be dead with him, we shall live also with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. So we offer something of our time to offer adoration to Christ in offering him satisfaction for the sins of men against him and accompanying him in his passion, accompanying him in his Calvary of ignominy, this this place on earth, which is the Calvary of ignominy. Christ could remove himself from the blessed sacrament in punishment for our sins. He could strike us dead for all of our wickedness against him in the Blessed Sacrament. But instead, he chooses to suffer yet more 
in the blessed sacrament to give us this enormous grace of the sacrament. And so we must accompany him in his passion, in his Calvary, taking up our own cross and offering up this hour of adoration every single month to offer reparation and accompany him in his passion. The third reason to offer reparation is to satisfy, satisfy for the sins of others because we cannot go to confession for them. We cannot have contrition for them. But the second part of penance, of confession, which is doing your, doing your penance that is imposed by the priest, that part can be done by others. That is where we offer reparation or satisfaction for the sins of others, and we offer that satisfaction on their behalf. Roman Catechism says this, one can satisfy for another. In the, this, the, the supreme mercy and goodness of God deserve our grateful acknowledgement and praise that he has granted to our frailty the privilege that one may satisfy for another. This, however, is a privilege which is confined to the satisfactory part of penance alone. As regards contrition and confession, no one is able to con be contrite for another. But those who are in the state of grace may pay for others what is due to God. And thus we may be said in some measure to bear each other's burdens. This is a doctrine on which the faithful cannot for a moment entertain a doubt, since we profess in the Apostles' Creed our belief in the communion of saints. For since we are all reborn in Christ to the same cleansing waters of baptism and are made partakers of the same sacraments, and above all, we are nourished with the same body and blood of Christ our Lord as our food and drink, we are all, it is manifest, members of the same body. As then the foot does not perform its functions solely for itself, but also for the sake of the eyes. And as the eyes see not only for their own sake, but for the general good of all the members, so also works of satisfaction may be considered common to us all. So this is why we offer, this is the third reason we offer reparation, is we offer reparation for our own sins and the sins of others. And as Dr. K mentioned in the beginning, there is, there are unworthy communions that are being made. St. Paul says, he who eats and drinks unworthily is guilty of the body and blood of Christ. You are eating and drinking damnation on yourself. So if you have, God forbid, made an unworthy communion or someone else has made an unworthy communion and they seek to repent of it, they must then make satisfaction to God and you can offer your satisfaction for their sake. And this, it is said, this is one of the origins of the corporate fasting of Lent because they were the public penitents who were murderers, adulterers, and whatnot, who had to publicly repent and put ashes on their head, preparing to be received back into communion at Eastertide. And the body of Christ, other members of the body of Christ sought to help them by joining in their penance. That is why it is said that this is the origin of some of the corporate fasting of Lent, where those who were not outside a state of grace, who were helping those who were outside a state of grace to do their penance. So we are helping one another to do penance for each other.
Last reason is to offer penance to merit the grace of conversion for those souls that are hard-hearted toward the Blessed Sacrament. So this is the fundamental part of conversion is offering penance and prayer, asking the Mother of God to cleanse our own offerings of all of our impurities of pride and self-will. So we, when we offer penance, a good practice is to give it to the Mother of God and ask her to purify it before it is offered to God because we have so much sin and impurity in our own intentions. So we offer them to Our Lady and she purifies them and offers them with us to Christ, to God. And we pray that offering this reparation will then merit the graces of conversion for hardened souls. And so in this, once again, we seek to imitate Christ crucified, who prayed for his enemies. And we think especially of popes and bishops, hierarchy, priests, our, our own fathers who may be falling into sin in this matter, disregarding the Blessed Sacrament, disrespecting our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament, continuing his passion. We must imitate Christ crucified then to stand with him, accompany him in his passion, and then beseech forgiveness for his enemies. This is the way of the cross, brethren. This is the way of Calvary, and this is the only way to resurrection. So we are tempted to be filled with hatred and resentment at the Pope or bishops, but we must take penance on ourselves for their sake and offer up penance for the sins of others, beseeching the Lord in his gracious mercy to accept this penance through the hands of the mother of God as meriting graces of conversion for souls that have gone astray. And so this, this is truly the passion of Christ. This is the action of Christ that Christ can act within you. This is the work of Christ within you to offer reparation to the father for the sins of men. This is the cross of Christ. And so these are the reasons among others, to take up the cross of this crusade of Eucharistic reparation. So, brethren, I urge you, I beseech you to take up this crusade. Just one hour every month, adoration, giving to God his due, accompanying him in his passion, making satisfaction for the sins of others, and meriting through the Mother of God, graces for their conversion. So I'm going to pray the prayer of Eucharistic Reparation, which was composed by His Excellency Bishop Snyder. So this is the prayer of the Crusade of Reparation to the Eucharistic Heart of Jesus, and it includes the, the Fatima prayer that was given to the three children by the Angel of Portugal before the apparition of Our Lady. And so this is this is the very beginning of the Fatima miracle 
is the apparition of the angel, which, so the very start, the beginning of Fatima was actually this angelic apparition. And so this is the, I believe, I adore, I trust prayer. And I ask pardon for those who do not. That is the prayer from Fatima given by the angel to the three children. So this is a part of Fatima that sometimes is missed. And we want to emphasize that, especially every month before the first Friday, to call for this crusade of Eucharistic reparation. So we're going to pray this prayer, and then we'll we'll close out. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. O divine Eucharistic heart of Jesus, behold us prostrate with a contrite and adoring heart before the majesty of your redeeming love and the most blessed sacrament. We declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but in particular for the unspeakable outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which you are offended in the most blessed sacrament of your divine love in this our time, especially through the practice of communion in the hand and the reception of Holy Communion in a state of unbelief and mortal sin. The more unbelief attacks your divinity and your real presence in the Eucharist, the more we believe in you and adore you, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, in whom dwells all the fullness of the divinity. The more your sacraments are outraged, the more firmly we believe in them and the more reverently we want to receive them, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, fountain of life and holiness. The more your most blessed sacrament is denigrated and blasphemed, the more we proclaim solemnly, My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, most worthy of all praise. The more you are abandoned and forgotten in your churches, the more we want to visit you, who are dwelling amongst us in the tabernacles of our churches, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, house of God and gate of heaven. The more the celebration of the Eucharistic sacrifice is deprived of its sacredness, the more we want to support a reverent celebration of Holy Mass exteriorly and interiorly oriented toward you, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, tabernacle of the Most High. The more you are received in the hand of standing communicants, in a matter lacking a sign of humility and adoration, the more we want to receive you kneeling and on the tongue with the lowliness of the publican and the simplicity of an infant, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus of infinite majesty, the more you are received in Holy Communion by uncleansed hearts in the state of mortal sin, the more we want to do acts of contrition and cleanse our hearts with a frequent reception of the sacrament of penance, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, our peace and reconciliation. The more hell works for the perdition of souls, the more may our zeal for their salvation burn by the fire of your love. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, salvation of those who hope in you.
The more the diversity of religions is declared as the positive will of God and as a right based on human nature, and the more doctrinal relativism grows, the more we intrepidly confess that you are the only Savior of mankind and the only way to God the Father, O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, King and center of all hearts. The more church authorities continue to be unrepentant about the display of pagan idols in churches and even in Rome, the more we will confess the truth. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? The more we will condemn with you the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, holy temple of God. The more your holy commandments are forgotten and transgressed, the more we want to observe them with the help of your grace. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, abyss of all virtues, the more sensuality, selfishness, and pride reign amongst men, the more we want to dedicate our lives to you in the spirit of sacrifice and self-abdignation. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, overwhelmed with reproaches. The more violently the gates of hell storm against your church and the rock of Peter in Rome, the more we believe in the indestructibility of your church. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, source of all consolation, who do not abandon your church and the rock of Peter even in the heaviest storms. The more people separate from each other in hatred, violence, and selfishness, the more intimately we as members of the one family of God and the church want to love each other in you. O Eucharistic heart of Jesus, full of goodness and love. O divine Eucharistic heart of Jesus, grant us your grace that we may be faithful and humble adorers, lovers, defenders, and consolers of your Eucharistic heart in this life and come to receive the glories of your love in the beatific vision for all eternity. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. Our Lady of the Blessed Sacrament, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Peter Julian Amard, St. Francisco Marta, St. Padre Pio, and all Eucharistic saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.